98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories. Detained Democrat Wu Chi Wai attends his father's funeral amid tight security. A government advisor says antibody checks would be a more prudent way of testing vaccinated travellers. And the financial secretary tells Hong Kongers they'll have more flexibility in spending a $5,000 handout. Amid tight security, the detained former leader of the Democratic Party, Wu Chi Wai, has finally been allowed to attend the funeral of his father this morning. He, he's been detained as he waits to face protest-related and national security charges. Francis Sitt reports. The former lawmaker, who has been detained for more than four months, stepped out of a police van and was walked to the funeral parlour by a handful of officers. Neatly dressed in a grey suit jacket, he was allowed inside without handcuffs or an escort. A large group of police officers stood guard outside. Mr Wu stayed for only around half an hour before he was escorted back to a detention centre. The Democrat was only permitted to bid final goodbye to his father in person after a judge granted a short bail on humanitarian grounds. The Correctional Services Department had originally rejected his plea to be allowed to pay his respects, instead offering him the option of watching a live stream, an idea the family considered disrespectful. A government adviser on the pandemic says it would be prudent for officials to introduce antibody tests for inbound travellers who have been vaccinated against COVID-19. Professor David Hoy made the comments after the administration yesterday announced a reduction in the quarantine period for fully vaccinated travellers from countries considered low and medium risk. Travellers will still have to take a COVID test on arrival, as well as during and after quarantine. And the Chinese university academic says he thinks officials decided against antibody checks because they don't want to keep passengers waiting. It would be more prudent if you include the antibody testing as part of the package. But anyway, they have to prove that they have received the vaccine. They need to have objective evidence. And also they will be tested on the PCR on arrival and also subsequently you know, during the quarantine. So I think at least we have two other measures to make sure they don't carry the virus. Meanwhile, Professor Hoy says he expects the World Health Organization to grant emergency use approval for vaccines from the mainland firm Sinovac as soon as next week. The jab is one of two being used in Hong Kong and 800,000 doses have been administered here so far. From what we have seen from the data, it certainly fulfilled the WHO minimum requirement, reducing the symptomatic transmission risk by at least 50%, and the safety profile is also very good. So I think it will pass the WHO assessment probably next week. The WHO announced overnight that it had granted emergency use authorization to vaccines from China's Sinopharm. It allows countries to authorize their own safety clearance for the vaccine. COVAX, the global program to distribute vaccines to poorer countries, can also adopt it. The Financial Secretary, Paul Chan, says the government is adjusting its plans for a $5,000 per person handout to give people more flexibility in how they spend their electronic spending vouchers. Officials had said that the vouchers would be handed over this summer in monthly instalments of $1,000 each, with a limited time frame to use them. Speaking on a radio programme, Mr Chan said the administration had listened to the public and would pay out the vouchers in fewer instalments and give people more time to spend them. Turning overseas, the United States has called for a de-escalation of tensions in Jerusalem after nearly 200 Palestinians were injured in clashes with Israeli police. BBC's Youssef Taha has more details. 
Video footage shows police firing stun grenades and rubber bullets as crowds throw bottles and stones. Most injuries are to the head, eyes and chest. The Red Crescent has set up a field hospital to treat the wounded after local hospitals became full. Tensions have been high for some time with daily skirmishes over the potential eviction of Palestinian families from homes in Sheikh Jarrah district in occupied East Jerusalem. Israeli settlers claim the land. Earlier, tens of thousands of people gathered in the mosque to mark the last Friday of Ramadan. Many of them took to the streets to protest against the evictions. The Israelis say a number of people have been arrested. Pakistan is entering an eight-day partial lockdown ahead of next week's Eid festival, which marks the end of the month of Ramadan, in an effort to avoid coronavirus cases spiking. Non-essential businesses will close and travel to tourist hotspots has been banned. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. European Union leaders meeting in Portugal are due to hold a video call today with Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi on the second day of their summit. He's been urging Western countries to waive patents for COVID vaccines in order to boost immunisation rates. BBC's Nick Beek reports. In the face of heavy criticism over the slow start to vaccinations across Europe, Brussels stressed repeatedly it was sharing millions of doses with the rest of the world, in contrast to the UK and the US. But now, after President Biden decided that pharmaceutical giants should share the intellectual property rights of their vaccines, Europe risks looking less generous. In their call with Prime Minister Modi, European leaders will want to point to the crates of medical equipment they're sending to India and focus on trade ties. President Biden has insisted his economic programme remains on track, despite disappointing job figures for April. Mr Biden said although only a quarter of a million new posts had been created last month, his American rescue plan was designed to help out over the year and had already created a record number of jobs. US Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the pandemic had sent shockwaves through the economy which would take time to recover from. We've had a very unusual hit to our economy. You know, starting up an economy again, trying to get it back on track after a pandemic in which there are a lot of supply bottlenecks is going to be, I think, a bumpy process. But I, I really don't think the major factor is the extra unemployment. There have been dramatic scenes in South Africa as the Zulu's nation's royal family meet to hear who the late Queen Regent, Mantombi Dazi Mini Zulu, has chosen to succeed her. Following her burial, the late Regent's will revealed she'd nominated her eldest son, Prince Misu Zulu. There's been a bitter power struggle over the succession, as the BBC's Nomsa Museko explains. The source of the dispute, it appears, is that the first wife of the late King Goodwill Zulitini believes that her son or somebody from her royal houses, the first wife, should be the one who ascends the throne. But there was something that happened in 1977 when King Sokuza of Eswatini married off his daughter to King Goodwill Zulitini of Amazu, in which there was a clause that was signed that says the next king of the Zulu nation needs to come from that royal house. To sport now, and the English Premier League, Leicester City's hopes of a top-four finish and with it European Champions League qualification are starting to run out of steam, while Newcastle United are just about safe from the drop. A fit-again strike, Callum Wilson scored twice in Newcastle's 4-2 victory away at the King Power Stadium.
We was very disciplined. Well, I say 80 minutes. Um, towards the end, tired bodies, tired minds. Um, let them get back into the game a little bit. But thankfully, we had four goals on the scoreboard to um, to give us that little bit of cushion. The Champions League final may be three weeks away, but finalists Chelsea and Manchester City have a dress rehearsal later tonight in the big Premier League fixture of the weekend. A City win would see them clinch the title, and manager Pep Guardiola promises that they're fully focused on that tonight. Believe me what I said, there is not one thought about the final of the Champions League because we don't have the Premier League in our hands. So when we have the Premier League, hopefully tomorrow or just in case the next days or next weeks, it doesn't matter. And after, of course, the focus will be the final of the Champions League and everything will be related to this final. In tonight's early game, Ryan Mason is looking to become the first manager to win his opening three Premier League matches in charge of Tottenham Hotspur when they face Leeds United. But he's not thinking about getting the job on a permanent basis. I think that's all hypothetical. Um, if we win, if we do this, and I've said all along, my, my focus, my only focus is on the next game. I, I'm really not not silly enough to start thinking ahead of, of certain situations. My my mind has to be on this game tomorrow. At the Spanish Grand Prix, Lewis Hamilton will be looking for pole position number 100 of his Formula One career this evening. The seven-time world champion said that his Mercedes team can't continue to rely on mistakes from their rivals Red Bull if they are to win the title this season. Hamilton leads challenger Max Verstappen by eight points after three races. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Detained Democrat Wu Chi-Wai attends his father's funeral amid tight security. A government advisor says antibody checks would be a more prudent way of testing vaccinated travellers. And the financial secretary tells Hong Kongers they'll have more flexibility in spending a $5,000 handout. That's the news from RTHK. And of course, Art of Noise and Dwayne Eddy had a hit with this in the 80s. But who can forget the OG 1959? Here's Henry Mancini, Peter Gunn.
A positive attitude among citizens and government departments fosters the constructive handling of complaints. The Ombudsman promotes synergy between citizens, the government and itself to enhance the quality of public administration. The Ombudsman carries out independent and impartial investigations to make a more efficient, open and accountable public administration which is conducive to the well-being of our community. Positive complaint culture for better administration. Office of the Ombudsman. Radio 3. And of course, there's been many great versions of this next track throughout the years. David Bowie, The Stones. But here's old Bob Dylan, like a rolling stone. Thank you. 